Welcome to the Rebel Energy Podcast with me, your host, Jade Ellsbury. I'm a corporate dropout and multiple six-figure online business owner. My mission is to help you get out of the nine-to-five mindset and create a new narrative for moms working from home to gain more freedom, more income, and living your dream life by cultivating your own rebel energy. So grab a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's dig in. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Rebel Energy Podcast. Today, I have Amy Hager with me, and I'm very, very excited to touch base with her, not only for business purposes, but we kind of realized the town that I live in, she actually used to be a race car driver, which is super cool. Uh, So we kind of bonded over that beforehand. Maybe we've got some time, we can dig into that as well, too. But I first wanted just to ask Amy to share a little bit before about how she started her business. So as you guys know, with this season... I'm doing an episode on the the topics that you guys chose that you wanted to learn about. So last week I had the one drop about me talking about my content and what that looks like, but Amy's a professional. This is what she does. So I want her to obviously not only appeal to online business owners, like as virtual assistants or online service providers, but also to as an online business owner as well. So Amy, do you want to start off with telling us a little bit about like how you actually got into your online business and then how you chose content. Yeah. So I would say I've been choosing content and community and Jade, you nailed it ever since I started racing. So I started racing go-karts at nine and I used to have to go ask like the local Hardee's you know, shop or some, somebody in town to give me money to buy tires and gas. And so I really had to learn how to build community around what I was doing. And so I always made sure I was the person that had people coming to their pit after the races so they could see my cart and, you know, take photos. And this was back in the day when we didn't have digital photos. So they would take photos (laughs) the next week, they'd come back and I would sign them. And so it was really key when I was speaking and really marketing my quote unquote go-kart business for my sponsors to really know that my goal is for me to be able to make quality relationships so people come back over and over again. And then they trust you, my sponsor, and they're going to come back to you over and over again. So I think relationship building is key in your content creation. But how I actually got started in my online business. So after I retired from racing, I started to work in the nonprofit space. And I was working in marketing and communications and membership and events at quite a few nonprofits and then was the executive director of the Bed and Breakfast Association in Virginia. And I loved the people interaction I did not love having 12 bosses. So the board was my boss. And it was very, very hard, I think, to juggle pleasing them, following what they had and their intentions, plus an organization. So I wanted to really be able to take the skill set that I had learned in the association space, work one-on-one with business owners. And since marketing is my key, it is my... (laughs) trend that's been in my blood for as long as I can remember, I knew that's what I would thrive in. And so it really just kind of pieced all my past experiences together, taking what I knew I didn't love and what didn't serve me. I knew what served me really well and what I'm really freaking good at and combining that into an online business. And I actually decided to join an already established business owner who I saw struggling 
but we really believed in a lot of the same practices when it comes to marketing, when it comes to creating content. And so I saw her really struggling because she had hit a point where she couldn't serve all of her clients on her own. Yeah. And so I was like, I am happy to come teach with you. I will grow this business with you. I am our main salesperson within the Joyful Business Revolution. And actually the brand was her name. And so I helped rebrand it because I'm like, well, there's two of us. It's not just you anymore. So we have to rebrand this, this thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when I see some virtual assistants and stuff start their businesses, sometimes they get so big with their client work that they have to bring others on yeah. as they're working. And so I do see a lot of parallels, especially in the virtual assistant space where you can do it all on your own, but gosh, how amazing sometimes is it to grow something that's bigger than yourself and you can, you can have a team. No, I love that so much. And obviously, if you guys have listened to the first three seasons, you guys know that that's exactly what I help my clients do is help them scale and bring on somebody as well too. So did you find that it was difficult because I know for a lot of virtual assistants or even online business owners as well, that it's hard to give up those reins a little bit and actually trust someone. So mm-hmm. how would you say that you built that trust and rapport? What's her name? Sorry. That owned the business. Shannon. Yeah. Shannon. Yeah. Like, did she have any hesitations or was it just more of like, I just need someone right now. Like, let's do it. <laughs> well, so she had a lot of hesitations. And the reason why I continued to see her fail is she kept hiring people that were her personality. And I was like, you can't hire a duplicate you. You need someone who's going to offset your weaknesses. And I'd known her for years. I actually used to have her come speak on stage at my B&B conferences. And one of the things that she created and that we teach is the content personality wheel, which I want to dive into because I think this will be helpful for listeners. But to specifically answer the question about coming in, I really saw that if she was hiring somebody who is too much the same as her, And therefore, there was a lot of battling going on. And therefore, there were a lot of things falling through the crack because there wasn't someone who could offset her. And so when I approached the situation that way, I think it was a lot more kind than what anybody else had been the other way of, hey, like, let's team up and let's take over the world together. We're still taking over the world together, but really filling in those gaps. And so the biggest thing that was hardest for Shannon to give up was sales to trust someone else to bring in the revenue and to bring in the clients. But I knew she had got, she had to move on from sales to grow our audience, to grow people coming into our community and to grow our visibility. And I knew that's not my strength. Like I am a very good marketer. I'm very good at helping people market, but I can't do it to the scale that she can. She is a creative and a manifest generator. If you know anything about human design and that that's her forte. And so having these really deep nurturing conversations, building again, these relationships and really getting to know what is going on in someone's business is my jam. And so I love asking questions. I love getting deeper to problems and talking about the future and the hope and the solutions. So once she was able to trust me with sales, it took her, she had to completely step away. So we actually did bring in a different sales coach to coach me on sales because she couldn't be half in and half out. And that's where I think she was the most successful. She had never brought someone in who could fill in her weaknesses and not just thrive with her and her strengths. And she took a complete step away from the thing that she was looking to get off of her plate so she could thrive in her other areas. 
If you are ready to have rebel energy and launch your virtual assistant business, then head over to basictobookedout.com to get started. I love that. And as someone who just brought on, I guess her title would be growth advisor, but she basically takes over my sales calls and she went through both my programs. She had amazing results and she's great. She's great. We were able to train her, bring her on when I was just doing it. You know, we had a 50% close rate, which is great. And I don't mind doing sales calls at all, but it was just taking up so much of my time. And also too, we've been doing it for so long. You know how it is too, where you just kind of get burned out after a while doing that. So um, that's actually what I've been going through gosh, since February of just getting comfortable and like getting used to having more time to do yeah. the things that I'm good at, which, you know, sounds very similar to what you're good at, like making those connections, whether it be in the DMs, through content, all that good stuff. So I know that you already touched on this a little bit. So tell me a little bit more about the content personality will that you had brought up. Yeah. And so what I think is really great that your audience would be able to use is I think the key to creating content is to create it in the most energetic way that you can. So what aligns with you and the content personality wheel, well, actually it's content personality quiz. So if you all want to Google that and we can make sure that the link shows up somewhere, but there's five content personalities types. So it's written video, audio, visual, and live in person. And a lot of times when we are taught to do marketing, we are taught to do all of them. You need to cast this wide net. You need to meet people where they're at. They need to see your eyes in video or live in order to really connect with you. And I really think that's a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. I think where people best connect with you is where you best energetically show up. And so I'm a live in-person person. Every day, all day, I have been forever. But for some crazy reason, well, okay, maybe not some crazy reason, but I went to school to be a journalist. And I was always the reporter who got my stories in five minutes after deadline. I was procrastinating to put them together. I loved the interview process, though. And I loved talking to people and getting their stories. But it was the written part of this that just killed me. Yeah. And so when I took this quiz, I was like, holy cow, this makes sense. Why my stories are always so late, why it's so hard for me is because I'm not a written content personality type. And so when I look at creating my content now, I look for opportunities where I'm having conversations like with you today, or I'm bringing someone on in my Facebook group to have a conversation, or I just got done hosting a workshop about organic marketing and how to create a strategy, a 30-day marketing strategy for summer. And those types of opportunities where I'm able to have conversations and be with someone is really where I thrive. But I know there's other people who thrive with the other content types. And so I would say, once you uncover your content personality type, take a look at what you're creating and see, does it fall within this content personality? If you are a written and all you're doing is going live and all you're doing is doing interviews, ask yourself, what could I do differently if I decided to write a blog once a week? And how would that energetically feel? And give it a try for 30 days. And if you're able to get it done more easily, if it it feels more fun for you and marketing doesn't feel so painful or so much as a chore, because I know it's not everybody's specialty, nope, yeah. <laughs> then I think you're on the right track. And a lot of times when I talk about this concept of do your content personality type, pick one social media platform and pick the social media platform that you most enjoy and focus on that plus like an email list, Mm 
people think I'm crazy. They're like, well, well, my audience is on Instagram, but I really love Facebook. Show up on Facebook if you love Facebook. Your audience is literally everywhere. There's millions of people on all the social media platforms. Yeah. Again, they're going to connect better with you when you can create the content from a place of positive energy and not the I have to or I should do it this way. Yeah. And I love that you brought up too of just picking that one thing. And so obviously with entrepreneurs, we always want to do more. We are like, we want to build our brand. We want to do this. And so like with virtual assistants that come in, they're like, okay, I want to do a podcast right now. Okay. Right now, that doesn't make sense for you to do that because you don't have a target audience, right? Like we need to get your VA business up and going, get the cash flowing in before we do that. And so like, that's what we have them do, you know, to tie it back into the VA world is like with RSA, we're like, Hey, show up on, which we do, I mean, Facebook marketing on there as a brand new VA doesn't make sense. But again, Mm -hmm. right. Your son of genius is working with like all online business owners. So that makes so much sense to me of doing that. But I think just focusing on that one thing, So even if it's that one thing each week or one thing with content, like you said, of like picking one platform, showing up that way. Also too, I almost got my degree. I actually did a bunch of journalism, but I ended up picking PR because that was more of like a broad, it had the marketing, it had the journalism. So I didn't feel like pigeonholed if I couldn't get a job in like journalism, but I love writing. And when I was doing one-on-one coaching, I think it was so hard for me sometimes. And that was before reels. Okay. I know it sounds like I'm super old, but that was before reels were a thing. And it's like, Hey, you need to show up. So now we've changed the way that we do RSA as well too. Of like, well, what should I be doing the most of? If you like reels, do it. Um, You know, like depending again, whether they're getting results and things. Yeah. We might say, Hey, do one written. Or if they're like, I don't really know then do 50-50 and see what feels best. I know for me, because I do love to write, I'm the weirdo, I hate doing reels. I hate it. But what I realized was it wasn't the reels itself because like I love TV. I love Grey's Anatomy. I love Gilmore Girls. You get me a sound mm-hmm. clip. I will pretend to be Lorelai Gilmore all day long in reels. But <laughs> I think for me, it was like, I label myself as a non-creative person. So I'm like having to sit there find the audio, think of an idea to tie it back in. I don't enjoy that. So that was one of the first things I outsourced. I've got an amazing content repurposer. She goes and finds the ideas. She knows me. We've been working together for months and months, almost a year, I think at this point. And then she tells me exactly what I need to do. It's a 20 second process. Right. It just seems my face and I'm done. And I love it. So I think too, building out your business, like what you were saying was Shannon, you know, the things that she didn't like to do. That's the best, most fun part. I think of being a business owner is getting the shit that you don't like to do off your plate and then totally and do your zone of genius. Yeah. So, and we have a saying, if it ain't joyful, I ain't doing this shit. Yeah. So <laughs> you can't really do that when you have a nine to five or when someone is dictating how you spend your time. Yeah. And Jade, even to kind of feed off of your story a little bit too. When I was using the content personality quiz to build out my teams in the nonprofit space, because I was using this elsewhere before with business ownerships, I I worked for a standardized construction contract coalition. Y'all, it's as boring as the words just, just came out of my mouth. Yeah. And I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> and so I made sure on my team, I was live in person. The one lawyer on the team, thank goodness, was written. We had a guy who was great at visual, loved Canva, loved putting together newsletters, did so great with our website. 
It was awesome. We had someone that we could bring in when we wanted video. We were missing that audio person and that was going to be my salesperson. And so when I did my interviews, I had everybody take this quiz and I didn't even work for Joyful Business Revolution back then. I was just the super user of this yeah. And, you know, I would only interview the audio people. And it was interesting because I would do their interview first on the phone. And then I would bring them in. Again, standardized procedure. You bring the person in and you talk to them. Yeah. Every time I brought these people in, they got squirrely on me. And they did horrible. They bombed their in-person interviews. Oh, God. I was like, it's because they are audio and not live in person. And so I did the third interview on the phone. And I actually gave them all a script and was like, I need you to pretend like you're telling me about the product and you're going to sell it to me. And a lot of that role playing worked really, really well in the interview process. So then I could see how they would do once we got them in the role. And so we were stuck at like making 750K a year in this organization. When I brought the audio person in and we followed our content personality types for creation and for how we interact with people, we grew the business to 1.2 million in 18 months. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Don't allow people to operate from their strengths and stay in their lanes. Don't make people be jack of all trades. Like if I would have made that kid go speak at a conference, I think he would have cried. Yeah. (laughs) He was selling cell phones at the mall. So like he was miserable with all those people all the time. I stuck him in the corner of the office, gave him a phone and he did great. And so it really is interesting as a business owner and especially as a team leader to find out where your people thrive and let them thrive. There were so many people over my entire career that kept telling me, you need writing help. You should go and take a writing intensive or something like that. And I'm just like, you know, I'm really glad I didn't listen to them. Yeah. And I really just follow what I'm really good at. We don't have to be good at everything. No, no, I love that so much. And that actually, I've never really thought of it that way, but you know, I get told time, well, I don't know if I can be a virtual assistant because they see the way that I show up and I, I'm just not there yet. I'm like, no, 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 this did not like the Jade that you're seeing now was not the Jade. Gosh, five, 10 years ago. I'm like, I failed speech class. Well, I got like a D, but basically a fail. You're right. My parents eyes in sophomore year terrible because you have to stand in front of people and my heart rate, I would literally like pit out through my shirt. I hated it. Same thing. I had to take it again in college because obviously with a journalism or PR degree, you need to do that again at college. Then the third time I took it so I could actually get my degree. And I, I had a 3.8 GPA, like, right. It's not because I was stupid or anything, but that makes so much sense to me because then once I did an on, which to me is kind of ironic, but there was an online speech class. Mm-hmm. And so I was reading the description and things like that. I'm like, I can do this. I can record it in the comfort yeah. of my own home and restart it as many times as I want without people watching me. So now, because I did that, I know that. now I can go live my Facebook group. I can hop on Instagram. I can yeah. fuck up and I don't care. I'll just keep going, yeah. you know, because I think it's, it's part of that that mindset piece of it as well, too. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, and I think it is like, again, like a live in person person is going to totally thrive in something like that, where if you are truly a written person, one, I also wonder writing out some bullet points. If you do want to go live or you do want to do video or if you want to cross into a different content personality type, what I say is start creating the messaging the way your content type 
is set. So for me yeah. now, if I need to write something as a live in person person, I'm going on Zoom and utilizing transcripts and yes. recording it that way. And sometimes I'll get my assistant to come on so I can just have a conversation. And yep. then guess what? I have an assistant that's a written person. She's cleaning up all those transcriptions. And that's how we're getting blogs created right now. Because yeah, me sitting down and typing it out doesn't make sense. And so I think what you're experiencing and what you've learned about yourself, Jade, is exactly kind of where it is allowing yourself to figure out the best way that's for you. Yes. And I think that is key because what you're doing isn't going to work for the person next to you, probably isn't going to work next to them, isn't going to work for me either. So it's allowing ourselves to figure out and play an experiment. And y'all, marketing is just a huge, playful experiment. I love marketing. I feel silly saying that because they're like, well, your degree's in PR. I'm like, yes, I know. But even when I was going to school for that, I'm like, I didn't think that I was, you know, would ever be a marketing person. And honestly, a lot of what I do in the online space is not what I learned at a desk in college. It's been trial and error. Again, what you had mentioned earlier, what feels good to me. And also too, obviously, you know, the feedback that I get from my audience, like my audience, which it's so funny too. And I do want your feedback on this because what I enjoy doing technically, like now does it build trust and rapport with my audience? Yes. But me doing free trainings, I do one, I think with the summer, I think I'm doing one every other week, but for a while there, I was doing it once every single week. And Mm. does it technically make me money? No, it's a free training, but it's what I love to do. Well, and so when we work with people who are doing something that they love to do, but it's not converting, that is a different thing. So you're tapping into your quality energy. You're staying aligned by doing what you love. What we need to look at then is your deliverable on it and how you're delivering it. And one thing that I do a lot, because we work with a lot of clients on this. So we get the messaging right first, and then we figure out how they're going to market and really get their stuff out into the virtual space, out into the world. And then we work on sales. But that marketing piece is to make sure that you're formatting and structuring how you're interacting with people to get them to see the results and benefits of the things that you're doing and how you can help. And so a lot of time when we go into teaching a free seminar, we tend to overteach. And I find that if we can retweak kind of how you're delivering your free seminar, that's how then we can start getting people to convert off of those situations. But a lot of, it's such a different way of looking of how to teach something than I think we, then we intuitively do when we're going to teach something or show up in service. So it is, it's putting on a different set of glasses and looking at it through new lenses. Yeah. And I think too, when you've been doing something for so long, you know, like with me, this Mm -hmm. is my fourth year being a virtual assistant coach. You know, we need to take a step back and like, whoa, like my audience, you know, maybe doesn't need all this. So like, even when I do my trainings, I make sure to make it very simplistic and try to go back into, okay, which every year gets a little bit harder because I get older, but I'm like, okay, when I was a new VA four years ago, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm like, what, what did I need or what did I, and I think too, with, you know, new entrepreneurs or maybe like new, like new coaches or anything like that, we feel this need to like, really have to like prove that we know what we're talking about. And so what I've learned personally is how your message comes across versus 
doing the information overload. And again, even then like our DM and messaging, like as a new coach, I'm like, okay, so you need to do this. And like, they were just like, whoa, this is way too overwhelming. No wonder they freaking ghosted me because yeah. they, you know what I mean? I wasn't actually listening to what they were needing. It mm-hmm. was more of just like, let me prove to you that I'm the best coach ever. And exactly. I see that all the time with virtual assistants in their content as well. And again, it, right. it goes all back to that, you know, that mindset of maybe like scarcity or imposter syndrome mm-hmm. or a lack of confidence. So with that being said, what would you say to anyone who's listening today? What would your biggest tip or piece of advice outside of doing that quiz, which by the way, <laughs> yeah, I will grab good. that from you. We will link okay. in the podcast. I already got to know, but what okay. would your biggest piece of advice would be for them? When you're thinking about your marketing, so whether it is teaching a workshop, posting on social media, having a blog, sending out an email, what would shift if your goal was to create conversation and not necessarily make a sale? Oh my gosh. See, this is why I have you on here. I say that all (laughs) the time because, you know, virtual assistants go into it of even the DMs. Well, I don't know if I can be a VA because I don't like to sell that right there. That's your mindset. You're not going into your VA business with a mindset of who can I help today? You're going into the DMs or maybe posting a piece of content. I need a sale. And I've experienced that myself too, where, you know, there's been weeks where, you know, maybe business a little bit slower and I come across maybe a different way in the DMs or through my content than what I want. So I love that we're on the same wavelength with that because I teach that all the freaking time. I'm like, if you go into the mindset of I want to do a sale or make a sale versus I'm here to help people, you're never going to make a sale. Right. Yep. You are going to be that salesy, pushy person that you're probably not wanting to be and you don't mean to be. But again, like these are, these aren't things that intuitively come to people And so it's okay to talk through and get help and get support in figuring this out. But here's the thing that I know is once you figure it out, like the judgment of, oh, I'm too salesy or, oh, I'm too pushy. All I do is push my products on social media. All that will really clear up. And I think you'll be a much more enjoyable entrepreneur. Oh, I love that so, so much. Uh, So I have loved chatting with you today. I just looked, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe our time is up. (laughs) But I feel like we covered everything that I was wanting to cover. And again, I feel like our visions, you know, really aligned to with like the listeners of like having that heart-centered business, really wanting to help people versus, hey, like I'm just in it to make money kind of a thing. So how can anyone go and follow you on your social media if they want to connect with you? Yep. So if you go on Facebook, it's Amy Hager. It's A-M-Y. Hager is H-A-G-E-R. You will see me with a wine glass in hand. Also (laughs) on LinkedIn that way. And you can always look us up at the Joyful Business Revolution too. But definitely Google the content personality quiz. Take it. I'll probably reach out to you if you take the quiz. I like to reach out and ask people, are you surprised about your results? And just see what's going on. Oh my gosh. I love that. I did the same thing with my human design as well too. Cause I was like, I'm a projector. I was not, I was expecting more <laughs> of a, a generator myself too, but yeah. I'm going to take that quiz myself. Cause I will be very, I'm sure curious to see what I do. So thank you so much, Amy, for your time. I really appreciate it. And you guys make sure to go follow her and take that personality quiz. So until next time rebels, I'll talk to you guys soon. I hope that you enjoy today's show. And if you did, then please hit subscribe and remember You are amazing, you are worthy, and you are capable. Until next time, Rebels.